This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode is one super highly requested episode, and it is with Michelle Reed. Most of you guys know Michelle through YouTube. You might follow her on Instagram, but I feel like what makes Michelle so likable and have such an audience on YouTube is because of her realness, her authenticity. She's very much herself in every single way, shape, and form, and we talk about that a lot on this podcast, and I'm so excited to be interviewing with her because she's actually become one of my good friends now on YouTube and I'm really excited because she does live in New York City and I am moving there soon so it's just gonna be a lot of fun having a friend there and having someone that I can hang out with and just knowing people already once you're already there is really really nice and she's in my same industry so it's just nice having people like that and having things in common with people so I'm really really excited to move to New York and be able to hang out with her but Whenever I posted on my Instagram that I was interviewing Michelle, I got so many DMs saying, oh my gosh, this is my favorite. I'm screaming. I can't wait. You guys love her and I am so excited to interview her. And I feel like this was one of my favorite interviews because we really did just sit down and have a conversation. It wasn't super scripted at all, actually. I had a list of questions, but I feel like we just got off topic so many times and just like talked like friends and it was just a lot of fun but she also brings a lot of value because she talks about her start on YouTube. She talks about how her job now and transitioning kind of from college to the adult world and she does a lot of working vlogs so if you guys did watch mine in the past and are looking for someone else to do those then Michelle is a great person to follow because she does work for a marketing agency or a marketing firm I guess in New York City so her vlogs are very very entertaining and I really love them but I'm really happy that this she was so requested because I don't know I feel like it just makes it more fun for the both of us when you guys are excited to have her on my podcast and then you're excited to see her on my podcast and in our vlogs and everything. I feel like whenever you see YouTubers that are friends, it's, I don't know, people get really excited and I love that because I always get so excited when I see my favorite YouTubers hanging out. So I'm just, I'm just excited for this podcast. How many times did I say excited in one sentence? let me know. Don't play a drinking game out of it. I also wanted to thank you guys for reviewing this podcast, so thank you so, so, so much for reviewing, and all of the reviews do not go unnoticed. I am so thankful for them. I'm so happy that you guys are liking it, because when I started this podcast, I didn't know how it was going to go. I kind of just wung it, wung, winged it. Wow, I just said wung. Okay, it's really early, you guys. It is 7 a.m., and this is the second intro I've been recording today, so I apologize for my brain mush. But yeah, uh, I winged it. I I just did this totally, totally randomly. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. I'm just going to jump into the review of the week. And I want to say thank you for the podcast. I think that's where I was going. So thank you guys for the reviews. I'm going to read off the review of the week just to personally say thank you and if you guys do ever leave a review dm it to me so i can personally thank you because i respond to everyone that leaves a review or that sends me a screenshot that they left a review this one is from mb cut and 
It says, I love listening to Natalie's podcast. They're so insightful and motivating. She is so true to who she is and stays humble through everything. I started following Natalie on YouTube and now listen to her podcast every week. I'm a young entrepreneur with my own company and watching Natalie truly motivates me with striving to be the best I can be and make my company successful. I highly recommend listening to her podcast and watching her YouTube videos. She's a true girl boss. Thank you so much for that. I love that you guys are entrepreneurial and we can like relate on that. I feel like a lot of you guys are and not everyone is and that's totally okay. I feel like there's nothing wrong with wanting to work for a company. But I do love that you are entrepreneurial and starting your own company because we do have that in common. And I also kind of wanted to say if you guys are not a part of the five private Facebook group, be sure to join that because it's just networking for you guys so you guys can connect with other like-minded people. But also, I'm always looking for new guests of this podcast. So if you guys have a really cool story and want to be featured on the podcast, please put it in the Facebook page, DM me on Instagram, or just say um email that real real podcast at gmail.com you guys can do that too so yeah be sure to do that if you guys have stories that you want to share or you know someone that you think their story would be really cool to share but anyways i don't want to blab on forever so thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode and i can't wait for you guys to hear michelle and let's just get into the episode welcome to the real real podcast with natalie barbu instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream, it is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz-free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. 
Hi, Michelle. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on. You've been one of the people that I've like really wanted to interview for a while. Aww. Even before we met, I actually like wanted to interview you what? for so long. Yeah. So, totally worked out. I'm so excited. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. Um, we are just going to start right into setting the record straight, which is just – some assumptions, some stereotypes, and based on your experiences, you'll say if they're true, false, and yeah. So the first one is you are constantly judged being a YouTuber. I honestly feel like whenever I started YouTube, I probably would have said that that's false, but the older that I get, the more I feel like people really do kind of like look at your content and make assumptions about you yeah which is kind of sad but it also in a way kind of shows you like who your true friends are because they're the people who like don't really care about you know the stuff you do online but more about like who you are as a person um but I definitely feel like you have to be like more careful with what you say online especially if you're trying to be someone who's more like vulnerable online yeah um but yeah I I mean it's kind of sad but I definitely feel like you are judged a little bit more but I think the positives of doing YouTube still kind of outweighs totally agree yeah and I feel like as you get older you have more life choices that I guess are you're announcing more just changes in your life so people can judge more things yeah and I I feel like it's like that thing of people don't necessarily know you off camera but they Mm -hmm. think you do because they think that they do because they watch you online for 10 minutes a day yeah, yeah it's just it's crazy it's like this weird balance of wanting to share everything and wanting to make people like feel involved but also like knowing you know I make choices that aren't necessarily, you know, supposed to be broadcasted to everyone and whatnot. Yeah. New York City is one of the easiest places to be an influencer, quote unquote, whatever that means. (laughs) Definitely true. I will say it's a lot easier being here. I'm from Texas and so there's just so much more going on here and Mm -hmm. not that I necessarily think you need to like network all the time and go to different like blogger and YouTuber events to like be successful on YouTube. But it does make it easier to kind of like film stuff and like meet other people. And I mean, like you're here now in New York City and it's just like a good place to meet people and like do stuff. Um, So I will say it's easier. It's not impossible if you don't live in like a big city. But I have loved doing YouTube living in New York. I think it's been so fun. And for someone who is, like, used to being more quiet, it's really made me, like, get out of my shell and, like, meet new people and, like, network more. So I love it. I think it's a great place to be if you want to be an influencer. Yeah. (laughs) You also don't feel as judged, I guess, looking on the – or vlogging on the street. People aren't looking at you as much, which is nice. Yeah. Because North Carolina, if I have my vlog camera out and I'm vlogging at a store, everyone's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And here I just, like, pulled out my camera on the street and, like, posted up in a corner and started vlogging and I don't even think anyone looked at me. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know if it's – I think it's like that in LA, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's really nice just not feeling like everyone's looking at you when you're like trying to do your job. Exactly. And it is hard to share your faith on such a public platform. I would say honestly no. I think for some people it may be like that. And it's funny because I feel like that is something that I share a lot on my channel. And in my mind, I feel like it should be the thing that like I'm judged the most for Mm because like, you know, religion and faith seem to be like polarizing topics. But I find that like even when people disagree with my faith, disagree with like my religion, they're super accepting of it. And they're like, wow, like even though I don't agree with everything you say, I can really get behind like this part of something that you said. And I almost feel like it's made me closer with my viewers and it's something that's so natural in my own life that I don't feel like it's like a difficult thing to do and I think it's really been something that has connected me with my viewers which is something that like I'm really grateful for yeah I mean you're being more vulnerable also and like you said that is such a huge part of who you are that Mm -hmm. I feel like if you didn't share that you wouldn't be your authentic self on the internet because how do you not share something that's so big in your life yeah I totally agree I totally agree and I just think it's it's like interesting meeting there was a girl who I actually met through Instagram she watched my videos and she's Muslim which is like I'm Christian and you'd think that like we wouldn't have necessarily a lot in common faith-wise but she like asked me if he wanted to get breakfast one day and I was like oh totally and like now we're friends Mm -hmm. but it's cool that like she mentioned how you know we have different religions but she still feels like she can watch my content and relate and she's like you know I appreciate that we can like relate on vulnerability and like going through life together and 
so I definitely think it's a cool thing and something that I'm happy that people yeah. might find in my channel. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love that you share that on your channel too, just as a viewer yeah. too. So, and it's really easy to be a YouTuber. I would say this is definitely false. Yeah, and I think you can attest <laughs> to that too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because. I think from the outside, it kind of just looks like, you know, oh, you just like post Instagram pictures and like post videos, but there's so much strategically that goes behind it in terms yeah. of like, you know, planning out concepts like a month in advance and figuring out sponsorships that would like align with those videos and, and how to make it organic, too. how to make it organic yeah. and how to like read contracts and negotiate rates for things. And then, you know, also how do you like in your Instagram feed, which like things that sound kind of superficial, but you really have to be strategic about how you do it because you are like making a brand for yourself and everything has to be cohesive. And so there's definitely a lot of work on the back end. And I think for me starting my full-time job, I realized like how much work it takes to do YouTube outside of it. Um, Work that I don't think I necessarily realized was so time consuming while I was in college. But now that it's like nine to six, I'm like gone all day. I'm like, this is actually a ton of work to have to do YouTube. But I think at the end of the day, like for all of us, it's worth it because we truly like do love it so much. And it feels like a hobby, but it is like such a cool job that we're all like super blessed to get to do. And I feel like for, I know you started YouTube so long ago and so did I, and we started it as just a hobby. So I feel Mm -hmm. like it still feels that way because when we started, we weren't like, okay, how do I make this a business? Oh yeah. We just started it and then it happened to become a business. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was in like eighth grade. This is a tangent, but I was in eighth grade. I remember like I got my first sponsorship opportunity and they were like trying to get me to do it for free. And I remember I asked my dad at the time, he's like, you need to make sure you're asking for money. Like you're not doing free work. That's and amazing. So I, literally, I know, but I literally made $40 off this video. <laughs> but I was like, hey, this is like a start. And so, but at the time it was like, you weren't making money doing yeah. YouTube. I didn't even know that was a possibility. And so it's just so cool now that like we can literally support ourselves, like putting videos up on the internet. Yeah, and like, it's, it's fun. awesome. I know it's, it is yeah, so fun. It really is the best job, I think. Yeah. And when you're a YouTuber, you publicize everything. I guess it depends on who the YouTuber is. I think most of us probably don't. Um, One thing for me that I have been kind of careful about and have learned a lot is just like not putting all my relationships online, Mm -hmm. especially romantic relationships. I think there's a way that you can do it to where it's tasteful, but it just gets really hard when people see every single part of your life and criticize it. And like, while I think we like to say like those comments don't affect us at the end of the day it's just like these comments are mean and they really do influence like how you make decisions and so for me it's this weird balance of like okay I want to be vulnerable and really connect with my viewers but I also know that there are some things in my own life that are just kind of sacred and I want to like keep to myself and my relationship is definitely one of those things I was watching a breakup video this morning (laughs) and I just was thinking I am so thankful that I never have to do one of those because it's not like I hide my relationships. Mm -hmm. I I do in the beginning because you just never know. I don't know. So I do definitely in the beginning. I don't publicize it, but Mm. I mean, it's not like I'm hiding if I'm dating someone or not, but I'm never going to make like a vlog channel with them or – I'm never going to like change my name to like Natalie and whatever or yeah I don't know just I would hate to film a breakup video because there's two sides to every story oh yeah and if you're both sitting down filming it it's just awkward and you just don't I mean you're already sad and breakups are never easy and then to get a million people's opinion on the breakup and choose Mm -hmm. sides and I just never want to do that yeah Yeah, I think you do it really tastefully. I just watched one of your recent videos where you like introduced your boyfriend and it was like such a cute little like section of the video, but it wasn't like, oh, this entire video is like, meet my boyfriend, you know, which is fine if you want to do that. But I think it it hurts a lot more when your relationship does end when that is like how you introduce, you know, your boyfriend on your channel. I know. Unless you're married, I guess, because when you're married, it's more permanent. So it's – but still, I don't want to ever have like a boyfriend-girlfriend channel and stuff like that. Totally. I know. I told myself like once like I get engaged, I think that will be the point where I'll start like putting my relationship online. But until then, I'm like – don't really feel the need to, you know? Yeah. And I completely respect that. I think that's smart. Yeah. And now tell us about yourself. So who are you? Where are you from? Where are you went to school? 
Yeah, so I am Michelle, as you know, and I am from the Dallas, Texas area. I grew up there. I was actually born in Chicago, but I moved there when I was one. Um, I have a really big family that I'm super close to that I love, Um, but I actually moved to New York City my freshman year of college, which was like a huge transition for me. Being from Texas, being from the South, it was definitely a lot different coming here for school. Mm -hmm. And so I have been here, I think this is my fourth year now in the city, and it's just been so great. It's taught me so much about myself, and it's also just taught me so much about, like, how to be independent, how to really, like, live on your own. And I started my YouTube channel, I believe – like my sixth grade year of school. So I've been on YouTube for a really long time, which is crazy. I started with making like, you know, the makeup videos where you're inspired by Blair Fowler. And then I found the lifestyle stuff and the vlog stuff. And my channel's just kind of grown up with me. Like I like to think that I'm kind of just growing up with my viewers. And I posted a lot of college content, but then I graduated in May, so I don't do that necessarily anymore. And now I just do a lot of like working in the city, post-grad stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to move to New York? I did. I really did. I think it was like in seventh grade when I just realized I really wanted to see what it was like to like live in a city and live somewhere different. Yeah. And my brother actually came here for school and he's eight years older than me. So I always thought he was like the really cool one and like moved to the city. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be like him. And so does he still live here? He does, oh, which wow. is fun. It's great having family here. It feels a lot more like home, which I appreciate. Yeah, it was just like one of those things. I feel like anyone who moves to New York, you just like, you know that you want to be here. Yeah. And you can't necessarily like pinpoint why, but there's just like this yearning for like the busyness and for, you know, the always on, the fast pace. And so, yeah, I definitely kind of always knew. And I don't think I realized it would actually happen. I kind of thought it was like this far off dream. Mm -hmm. But now that like it's actually happened, I'm just so grateful. I think it's such a fun place to grow up. And yeah, I love it a lot. Yeah. How long do you think you'll stay here for you think I think I'm at least gonna stay here for a few more years maybe like five I feel like every time I talk to my boyfriend I'm always like oh like two more years and I'm like maybe four maybe six so (laughs) it changes all the time I do like miss my family a lot I really am someone who loves being around my family so that's been a difficult part of it Mm -hmm. but I think Right now, while I'm young and working and into my job, like I think it's a really great place to be. Yeah. And somewhere that I think in my 20s, I would like to stay here. Yeah. For sure. Good, because I'll be here soon. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's so fun. And it's fun when people move here and you have more friends here. It just it slowly starts to feel a little bit more like home, which really helps a lot. Yeah. I wanted to take a second out of this episode to talk about our sponsor. And I'm so excited for this sponsor because it's actually one of my personal favorite products that I actually have been living in this whole entire month. But the sponsor is Away, and Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless, and now they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems, so all you have to think about is where you're headed next. Because getting away means getting more out of every single trip, and I can fully attest to that because I love my Away suitcase, Away knows that everyone has a different travel style, and that's why they make their carry-on in an array of colors, two different sizes, and two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. The suitcases have a lightweight and durable shell that's made to last a lifetime for a lifetime of travel, and one of my favorite parts is the optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged, because literally nothing is worse than being at the airport and about to get on your plane and realizing that your phone is dying, and I like that it's ejectable because if you need to check your bag, you can eject the phone charger, and also you can take the phone charger on the plane with you and still charge it, because it still works even not inside the suitcase, so I personally really like that but my absolute personal favorite is the removable laundry bag it separates my dirty clothes from my clean clothes and I never have to find a random bag to use as dirty clothes that's honestly probably my favorite feature which I know it's such a small it seems like such a small thing but I seriously love it so much because I hate having to find a random bag to put my dirty clothes in it is just so nice having that laundry bag in there and it is removable so it's really really easy to travel with if you guys want $20 off of a suitcase visit awaytravel.com slash real real 
and that is awaytravel.com slash real real and you can use my promo code real real during checkout real real is spelled r-e-a-l r-e-e-l so it's a little play on words it's the name of the podcast but yeah make sure that you use that to get $20 off of your next suitcase and the suitcases are designed to last a lifetime but if any of your suitcase breaks away's customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced as soon as possible and they also do free shipping on any away order within the contiguous u.s europe and australia And also, you can shop away at their stores in New York, Austin, LA, San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, London. I really love my away suitcase. I've used it on almost every single trip that I've gone on. It has lasted me. It has been checked. It has also been a carry-on because I have the carry-on size. And I just really, really love it. So, highly, highly recommend. Be sure to use the code real real at awaytravel.com slash real real to get $20 off your next suitcase. And you were saying that you grew up on YouTube. How Mm. has that been for you? How has it been kind of going from, I feel like before puberty or like right when puberty hits and now like a grown adult? Yeah, no, it's it's so funny because I feel like a lot of people who started YouTube whenever I started, they will like go back and delete all their videos of like their old days, which I think I have a few that are privated. But for the most part, you can go watch like seventh grade me, like into makeup (laughs) tutorials. It's honestly been really good. I feel like I was never a lot of people I think are bullied whenever they start their channel I've never really had that experience it was always just like this really fun outlet for me and I think it kind of contributed me to be more independent because Mm -hmm. I just always had this thing that I could like go home after school and like film my videos yeah it was just nice always having like a side hustle of some degree to do and so I really liked it I never felt like growing up it was like this weird thing I feel like now it's a little different yeah when people start because it's like you start because you know you can make money from it whereas like when we were kids it was just like this fun stupid thing where you like post little videos and then like it's just gotten to this place which I think is really cool I totally agree. And I cannot – I know that you said that you were inspired by Blair Fowler, Juicy mm-hmm. Star 07. I really wonder how many people she has contributed to them starting a YouTube channel. And then from those people who have – like who have they contributed to and just her tree of people uh-huh. <laughs> that have started a channel. She is like the mother of the beauty gurus, I feel like. It's so funny. And I would like to see how many people like stuck with doing makeup videos yeah. after watching. Because I was maybe like a year – I've never been good at makeup. Me but either. it was just like the one thing you could do on YouTube. So I was like, I'm going to do that. But it's so funny. And I just like watched one of her videos recently. Recently, and she's like in Nashville, went back to college. Oh, really? Which is really cool. I haven't yeah. kept up with her. I didn't know she went back to school. Yeah, she like moved out of LA. She just said she really wanted to go to college. She just like decided to go because she Good never for went. Her. I was like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because I feel like sh- her and her sister inspired so many girls to start oh, a YouTube yeah. channel. And then Bethany Moda after that. Yeah. And yeah, I was obsessed with all of them. Yeah. So, and how do you feel? I know we kind of talked about this, but mm-hmm. how has YouTube changed since you started? I know I feel like it's been such a big change, but yeah. what do you think is like the biggest change that you have noticed from then and now? I think now people are much more eager to kind of grow super quickly. Yeah. I feel like whenever we started when it was a little bit younger, it was more just, I feel like I kind of just said that this but it was more just this little thing that like you did as a hobby but Mm -hmm. now I feel like people start with the intention of like starting a business and so I just think it's interesting I'll have people like message me asking for shout outs and like asking me to link their videos in my description boxes and I just like can't I remember when I started I was like I would have never done this to grow my channel like it was all organic I mean maybe you would do a collab with someone if you really wanted to but it was not like this I don't know like crawl to get to the top on YouTube. I feel like people now also, it's so now with social media too, Mm -hmm. everything is so instant and they think that starting a YouTube channel and being successful in it should be Mm -hmm. instant too. So they'll start a channel and if they don't have a hundred thousand subscribers within a few months, they give up on it, you know? And it's, I mean, it takes you so long to get to a I guess like 100,000, let's yeah. just say a number. Or I think it takes you a long time to get to 1,000 and then 10,000 and then 50,000, mm-hmm. but it's exponential. Like it's completely uh, – once you hit 100,000, it's much easier to hit 200,000. Yeah. Or once you hit – you know, so – but I feel like people are so impatient and they just 
don't want to put in all the work. They just want to get the numbers already. Yeah. And I will say one – I feel like I've been talking about the negatives. I will say one good thing that I think has changed is we started – it was kind of like this really high production thing. Mm -hmm. Like you remember the routine videos that you'd like set up your camera on your tripod and like fake getting out of your bed and you'd make – pumpkin waffles it was your fall (laughs) morning routine I feel like that stuff is all just totally not a thing anymore and it's so it's so cool that it's like people just picking up a vlog camera and recording like them going to work or their workout routine or like what they're eating like it's so wholesome and I was thinking about this the other day and I'm like this is such a good thing for young girls to be watching and not have to watch like these overly perfect videos that aren't even real because I think about whenever I started watching YouTube and I really wanted to be like the YouTubers I was watching and so I just think it's cool now that there's so many positive influences Mm -hmm. in like kind of the videos we make yeah where it's just like okay like work out be healthy you know live your best life like get your dream job it's just like really positive stuff that I think is cool that young girls get to watch that now no I agree and also I remember the pumpkin waffles was great because <laughs> I totally probably made a video like that oh yeah but I was actually watching probably two days ago like mm-hmm. so recently one of my old videos before vlogging was a thing it was a follow me around video and I'm like this is literally a vlog follow me around for a day like a day in my life but just called something else except instead of me like vlogging it was very cinematic and oh yeah so I remember I had it was me like walking through a campus or something like that. And I was like, well, today I'm taking some pictures. So I'm going to this like college campus near my house. And my mom was like filming me like walking yes. around, like looking back, twirling my hair. And I'm like, I literally did this for the video. I don't oh think I've goodness. ever like gone to take pictures at this college campus before, That's but it was so funny. for the video. And like getting your parents to film stuff. Yes. I'm like, I owe my family so much money for how much <laughs> they would film for me. And I'd be like, I'll buy you lunch. Yes. I'm like, Michelle, that is not payment. They probably spent like weeks of their time recording my videos, but yeah. it's like you always needed someone to film. And so, yeah, now you don't need people to film. Yeah. And in that video, also, I was like getting out of bed in the morning and I remember mm-hmm. I wanted to do it like all cool. And so I filmed it one from like one angle and then I like moved my tripod and I put it like next to me and then another angle. Oh and I, it was just like I had so many different angles of just me like getting out of bed. <laughs> then you like put them all together in like, two yeah. seconds each. <laughs> so I know I love that that has died I know it's just like mm. but it's good to look back on good to know what you came from you know exactly our roots yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you did go to a small private school in New York and you Mm -hmm. made a video about how I guess people treated you there and just how you didn't feel as accepted making YouTube videos there have you gotten any backlash from that or have you gotten a response from it or I actually I've gotten a really good response I mean in terms of the comments I got a lot of people messaging me just my viewers who were like I'm so happy you made that because I had like such a similar college experience and Mm -hmm. I always felt like I missed out on having like the really great college experience and it just makes me feel like you know other people out there like me too and so that was good to hear and then I also got a lot of people from my school actually who I didn't think would watch it who watched it and they messaged me and were just like I'm so sorry you had that experience. Like, I had no idea that was happening. Yeah. And I wasn't making it for sympathy. It was more because I knew a lot of people who watched my videos were, like, looking at my school. And I just felt like I was always kind of not lying, but not telling the whole Mm -hmm. truth about my experience online. Like, college is so expensive that I was like, I do not want someone to – you know, waste so much money when they could have like an experience like I did. And so it was more for that reason. But yeah, that video is definitely one that I had to consider. Is this like smart to upload? Is this something that, you know, represents me well, but I like made my entire family watch it because I feel like they know me more than anyone. They're like, no, this is like a smart video to put out. I watched it and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was honest. It wasn't like you were bashing anyone. It was just your honest experience. Yeah. And I'm definitely not someone who makes like the sipping the tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, hate that's that. That's not me. 
But that was just an instance where I felt like my college experience was such a big part of my channel. And like I had so many new viewers just who watched my college content. And I just wanted to be like, you know what? Like you kind of like don't know the whole story. This is what it's like. If you don't have a perfect college experience, like that's okay too. Yeah. So I was actually recording a podcast today with Lipsticks and Lattes. You know who that is? Yes. She's yeah. law school, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we were saying how so many times on YouTube, everything seems perfect. And it mm-hmm. seems like college is so much fun. Working is so much fun. Like applying to schools is so much fun. And everything just seems so much more glamorized because you're only putting out positive content. Because I mean, who wants to watch like negative content? Yeah. And she was saying how like y- stuff is not fun all the time. Like college sucks sometimes. Yeah. And studying sucks and sometimes it's really your dream job sucks sometimes and people just need to realize that just because they're seeing something so positive on the internet doesn't mean that every aspect of it is positive Mm -hmm. like you can have an overall good college experience but still have days where you cry yourself to sleep you know and it's it's normal and I feel like you putting that out there and sharing the not positive side makes people feel more connected to you because they also yeah. feel the same way about their experience. No, I totally agree. And I think that's why your podcast is so good too with like, you know, this is like the real of what like mm-hmm. people go through. It's just so important for people to put that out there. And I don't think anyone has an obligation to like say the negatives yeah. online. I feel like there's this yeah. weird thing where people are like, okay, if you're going to be like that, then you need to share all the bad parts. And it's like, yeah. no, that's not necessarily true. I just think as a viewer, you have to be like, diligent about knowing that not everything is as it seems totally whenever you're watching it and how is it sharing your faith on a public platform I know we talked about that Mm -hmm. but did you ever make a conscious decision to start sharing it or it just came naturally to you or has it been I guess difficult in any way you know you said that it wasn't really but yeah so I've never I know a lot of people will make like oh this is my testimony and we'll make a video like that and I never really did anything like that where it's like coming out as a Christian or something yeah. <laughs> you know like I just it was something that I felt like was so organic in my routine that it was just natural for me to like put it in my videos mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was never something that I really like thought about, like, should I share this? Should I not? I just figured, like, if I'm going to share, you know, my whole life online, I need to share, like, the most important part of it online, too. And so that's kind of how I decided to do it, I guess. But, yeah, I don't think it's been, like, hard or difficult. I feel like it's been a really good thing. I actually just got a message yesterday that, like, totally made my day. It was from a girl who – she had watched my video that I made with my dad – which was such like a random video of my dad teaching me how to adult. Yeah. Like it was just this like stupid little idea where I was like, I think this would be cute. But it was so funny because my dad actually took it so seriously and like <laughs> wrote out all these things. He it, But it gave so much wisdom. And I was just like, this is awesome. But this girl messaged me and she was like, I'm so thankful you put that video up. Like I never had a relationship like that with my dad. I never got that kind of like advice and that wisdom and, you know, him sharing his faith. And she's like, that just meant so much to me. And it was like, okay, like this is why I do it. And even if it is hard sometimes or you get judged, it's like at the end of the day, messages like that, it's like that's – the yeah. reason for it. So easy also to focus on the hate comments when you yeah. probably get 99% positive good comments and then you get one bad thing and it throws off your day. Oh yeah. yeah. It totally does. I'm like at the point where I don't even really read a lot of my comments. I'll read them for like the first hour and then it's so funny my family will like read them for me <laughs> and then they'll like send me ones like look what so-and-so said like this is so mean. I'm like why are you sending this to me? But That's yeah so I just funny. think I just realized it's like these affect me too much and so sometimes you just kind of have to like that's smart. That's yeah. smart. And now that you graduated and you're now doing postgrad videos, mm-hmm. how has life been after college? It's been really good. I honestly was really nervous about going from so much structure in college to kind of like being able to do your own routine like in postgrad. And not that I was ever like lazy in college or didn't, I don't know, organize my day or anything, but to me, postgrad just seemed like such a big change from college. And I bet you felt yeah, like that too. Yeah. But it's like once it started, I was like, this is so good. Like you don't have to go home and do homework. You don't have to go home and study. It's like you don't have to go to class. You can like choose whenever you want to learn, whenever you want to listen to a podcast yeah. or whatever. It has been so good. It's great, you know, like getting paid to do a job versus yeah. paying to go to school. <laughs> It's just been – it's been so much fun. And I was worried about kind of being so far away from home for a while Mm -hmm. and, like, 
now I feel like I'm officially living in New York. Like I need to get a New York license because it's like, this is where I'm at. But it's just been so fun. You really like see who your real friends are too that like hang out with you like now that you're not in college. And yeah, I just think it's been a really cool experience and it's a lot better than I thought it would be. And what are you doing now? Like what's your job? So right now I work at a very small marketing agency and they just do influencer marketing. And for a while, I was like thinking about what I wanted to do after school. I was really confused. I didn't know if I just wanted to do YouTube. I was just like in this weird phase of having no idea. And Mm so I just applied to like a bunch of different jobs because I was like, I don't really know what I would want to do. So I might as well just like interview at a lot of places and like get a good feel. And I really liked how small this company was. I thought going from like YouTube being my own boss or whatnot, it would be nice going into like a smaller company versus like a more corporate one. And it's been fun. It's like all women who work there. So I just feel really inspired. Like the founder, she stays home with her kids, but she's just like super into the business, is like super present, cares about all of us. It's just a really good feel. And it's so much different than my college experience in terms of like how people thought about influencers. And so it's nice with influencers or like with influencers. And it's just cool seeing the other side of things after being, you know, the influencer. It's like, wow, like this is the amount of work that goes into it. And like, wow, this is what happens if you don't send like a post in time, you know? know. I've always wanted to know that. I'll have to ask you after this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) it's just, it's so interesting. And you see how much people like rely on it and how powerful it is. And it's just really cool to see how brands are using it now. Yeah. And do you think that it's hard separating work from YouTube? So because you kind of work with influencers and then you do YouTube when you get home, like is it hard making a separation of the two? I definitely feel like it is to a certain degree like it is you know I am on Instagram all day like for my job but my agency they don't really do a ton with YouTube they do a little bit but I don't feel like it's super YouTube focused Mm -hmm. and so I still feel like I can go home and like watch YouTube videos I don't feel like I'm like at work or something versus like Instagram for me now I'm like I don't even want to go on this (laughs) like after because I'm like tired of looking at pictures um But yeah, I still feel that feeling of like going home and doing YouTube like it's my hobby. Like I don't feel like it's work, which is fun and I really like it. And what do you want – what do you see yourself doing in the next five or ten years or where do you want to be in the next five or ten years in your ideal ideal world? (laughs) Yeah. There's like this weird like far-off dream. I've always had to start like my own talent agency that is like focused on – because for me, just like being totally honest, I have always struggled with like finding a manager. Mm -hmm. And I never felt like I could find a place that was both like a manager looking out for me, but also someone who I could get like career mentorship from. And so I've always had this dream of like creating both like a talent agency and also creating – like a place where you can get career mentorship from. Um, So that's kind of like a far off dream I've always had. I don't know if that would ever actually happen. You should totally do that. Yeah. And so I feel like with like what I'm learning now, with what I'm learning on YouTube, you know, I just feel like I will like learn the skills to maybe be able to do that down the road. It's definitely not something I want to do right now. I don't feel like I'm at the place to. Um, But I think being in this industry for like 10 more years, I can't imagine what it's going to be like later. And I feel like it would definitely be something that would be like a need. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, I think that's so smart because there are so many managers that don't care about you. Mm -hmm. They just care about the money you're bringing in. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I get it. They're a business. But at the same time, when your business is people, Mm -hmm. it's hard to – separate like just business and also personal relationships like I got so lucky with my manager because she is like a friend to me you know I feel like I can talk to her about anything and I don't feel like she like pressures me to do anything or you know Mm. so I got really lucky but I have heard stories of managers telling their clients like you need to change your videos you need to be this you need to do this and kind of try taking control or like mm. you're not bringing in enough views or you're yeah. not bringing in, you know, and it just feels like you're more of a product and mm. <laughs> instead of a person. No, so totally. I think that's so smart that you want to do that. Yeah. And I'm actually going, I got invited to this event. It's called Aspire to Her. It's on July 28th. You're going to be in New York City, yeah. <laughs> but they basically are like giving women a lot of career help and also like helping them learn like necessary skills for like starting your first job 
and like letting you network with other women. And I just realized that there are so many more network opportunities, especially here in the city for like men versus women. And so I just think it's so cool that they're filling that need. And I was like, what if you combine that concept with like actually having like a talent agency like that would be something that would be really useful. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of talent managers sometimes try to convince their clients not to go to college, not to go get a job because then that takes away from their YouTube. Yep. And again, like talking about mine, I got really lucky because she was so encouraging of me mm-hmm. going to college. And I mean, I actually met her in college like while I was there already, yeah. but she was so encouraging of me like getting my degree and also of like getting a job after college and mm-hmm. doing my own business and doing all this stuff. Like she never once was like, mm, well, what about your YouTube? You know? Yeah. So I'm like really thankful for that. Yeah. Some people are not like that. Yeah. That's not to say that like all managers are shitty. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was just like the ones I met with, I just got such weird vibes where – I was just like, I don't really know if you actually like care about me as a person or if you just care about me like as an influencer, you know? And it's like you said, it is like a business at the end of the day, but I just think there's a better way to go about it. Yeah. And last question, what is your number one advice for someone who wants to start vlogging? Number one advice. I think this is really important. This is something I actually learned. I don't know if you listen to JC Marie Smith. Yeah. Her friend's podcast. Yeah. But she mentioned something about how if you are creating content online, whether it be a vlog, whether it be Instagram, like you need to have like an added value that you're giving your audience. Mm -hmm. I think now YouTube and Instagram are so saturated that you'll look at like 10 people's feeds, 10 people's videos that are the exact same. And it's like, you're not getting the the same same editing and the same copyright free music in the background, which like I do that too. So I'm not calling anyone out completely, but I think you do need to have something that like sets you apart. That's just very specific to you. That's something you're passionate about Mm -hmm. or else you won't grow. You won't get an audience. You won't have an engaged audience. You'll just have, you know, people who are following you that are also following 10 other accounts that are the exact same. Exactly. And just really be thoughtful about like how you approach your content. Don't just like throw stuff up that you saw someone else do because you think it's going to work. And people that get like one viral video and shoot up really quickly. It's like, are those people though going to stick around for a long time? I mean, maybe they do. Some people get a viral video and they completely take advantage of that and then build an audience and have such an engaged following. And I think it's so awesome for them. But a lot of people, they don't know what to do with the amount of people watching. And then they're like, okay, I have to pretend like I'm someone else because they like me for this video. So I have to like be like that exact video, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's, you need to really have an engaged audience by being yourself, being like you said, adding value to someone's day, like to keep coming back, not just because they liked one thing about you. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And I don't think either of us were people who like got no. views from viral videos. I've, I've never had a viral <laughs> video. Like I think waiting for that day. <laughs> I think my like video has the most views has like 900,000, but that was, I don't even think that video counts. Cause now I, I think of like 10 million views as a I know. viral video. I have an iPad video that has, oh, yeah. I think close to 2 million views. What? And that is my most popular video. And it is of my iPad. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's so funny. But yeah, it's like we both didn't start like that, but I feel like we both have pretty engaged yeah. audiences. And yeah. I'm a pretty slow burner on YouTube, but I feel like you can still make it and still be like confident what you're posting, even if you don't have like viewers from viral videos. I totally agree. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the podcast. Yeah. I have loved having you on here. And what should you plug like what do you want to plug what do you yeah where can they find you if you guys want to check me out i am on youtube my channel is just michelle reed my name i'm also on instagram at michelle reed i definitely post more on instagram but i post like twice a week on youtube and so you should definitely stick around did I like you to have be- did you ever have a funny like username on youtube i did this is actually <laughs> a whole nother story and it's funny because now whenever i work with companies they'll sometimes use my old name as like the coupon code and i'm like that is not my <laughs> channel name but i my first channel was called smiley and shelly and Aww. I was Shelly. My sister was Smiley. But for some reason, the channel got deleted. I don't know why. And so I created a new one. And so I wanted them to know it was Smiley and Shelly. So I put, this is Smiley and Shell. <laughs> and then I forgot the why. So my channel, until I had like 100,000 subscribers, was this is Smiley and Shell. So... <laughs> 
started from the bottom, that but so here funny. I am. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, Mine was a Beauty by Nat XO. Yes. Of course, all things beauty. I feel like you changed yours like early on though. No. Well, okay. Really? I changed mine on my um, my name, like on my YouTube, uh-huh. like, when you click on my profile. But the URL was still youtube.com slash beautybynatxo uh-huh. probably up until last year. Like, I'm not even kidding. Oh and then my email that I would get in contact with, like, my manager and stuff was beautybynatxo until this year. <laughs> Mine still, this is smilingshow at gmail.com. <laughs> like, Michelle, you really got to change that. <laughs> yeah, so then I finally made a new one, just natalybarboyt at gmail.com. So I am taken more professionally. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't realize you can forward all your mail. So, like, yeah. if people still message beautybynatxo, I still get it. You still get it. That's so, so funny. Yeah. That was gotta get on that. But thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. It has been so nice having you on here. Yeah, thank you so much, Natalie. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Real Real Podcast. I really hope that you guys liked Michelle. And I really hope that you loved her podcast episode because I had so much fun recording it in New York and I don't remember if she left her Instagram handle and all that stuff. So I'm gonna go ahead and leave it for her because I really want you guys to get to know her, follow her. Her stuff is amazing. So if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, it is just Michelle Reed and Reed is spelled R-E-E-D. So Michelle Reed on Instagram. And then I'm pretty sure it's the same thing on YouTube. If you just look up Michelle Reed on YouTube, you guys will definitely find her. But also I'm going to have everything linked down below so that you guys can find her on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you guys next Monday on another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovon Rumpf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.